Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Did you watch football yesterday? I know Marty did. I did. And part of the conversation, obviously, the Taylor Swift thing, Marty posted a picture where Travis Kelsey, the tight end for the Chiefs, got 11 of 11. Uh, had a big night, so after he hugged and kissed Taylor Swift. But it also brought up the subject of Taylor Swift being part of an artificial intelligence attack, enough that X, formerly known as Twitter, has uh, blocked all searches. Ron Layton, good morning, sir. Larry and Marty, good morning. Thanks for having me back on KDKA. Ron is a cyber expert, sir, for president, says a Secret Service agent, is a Pittsburgh guy and We've discussed this artificial intelligence, and I have a feeling this subject's going to keep coming up more and more for a sundry of reasons. But let's talk about what happened. So somebody created these wow. fake nude photos of Taylor Swift, correct, and posted them, but it's not her. So, guys, if, if you think about it, this is the video version of what we talked about previously right with respect to President Biden. It, it really it's the same technology. It's the same thing. It's not going anywhere. It is only going to get much better, much, much faster. One of the things to me that's concerning that I've talked to you about before is that right now, this kind of feels like this is the precipice of something really big happening. And the truth is, AI has been around for a while, since the mid-50s. But where does this come from so quickly? Well, the truth is, it's only because computers have gotten much, much faster and much, much smaller. People don't realize the iPhone that I'm talking on now, the iPhone that everybody has, it's roughly the same computing power that NASA had in the 1960s. And so what you are seeing is you are just seeing the proliferation of this and everything is going to get much worse very, very fast. Now, here's the other data point um, that's also troubling. This next 24 months, this is actually going to be the slowest period of AI becoming more powerful. Why? I mean, it's, well, because what ends up happening is that the think of it in terms of like chat GPT, if you're uh, used to that or you've heard of it before. Three years ago, it was okay. Today, it's pretty good. But again, in another year, year and a half, it's going to be almost perfect. And you, you end up saying, so why is this the case? Here's the way that AI works. I'll be give you a, just a little data to kind of inform the conversation. 90% of the world's data 
has been created in the last 10 years. Wow. So if you look at it in that context, we are getting more data, and it's from all sources that you think of and that you don't think of. Sensor data. Well, you don't realize when you walk outside, all of the cameras that are on you, surveillance data, all of the computer data that's been being generated, that's the engine or the fuel of AI. So as AI gets more information, it becomes much faster. So that's why in the next 24 months, you're going to see it near perfect and near indistinguishable from the truth. Wow. Well, what do we do with this, Ron? I mean, if you have, you know, Taylor Swift is one thing, but right as on. Marty points out, you know, the way people cyber bully each other, it would be easy in the future for Joe Average or Jane Average to do the same. Yeah, that's the, you know, $50 million question. What do we do with it? There are reasons why we find ourselves where we are at this point. I talked about the trajectory. Here's the other issue. Barriers to entry. If you look at, at what it used to be to do this stuff, I, you've heard me say it's a cut-and-paste world. You don't have to be smart anymore. Well, that's really true now. You, we've gone from you had to be smart to cut-and-paste. Now it's point-and-click. The other, the other issue is this ubiquitously available so anybody who wants it can go get it it used to be you needed money and intellect and if you had money you could just go buy the people to do this for you now you don't need it because it's cheap it's inexpensive and and here's the, the problem everything that we've talked about for the last several minutes it is uh there is no violation of federal law wow so what, what are the enforcement people going to do? Well, right now, the answer is nothing. So one of the things that you heard out of the White House is Congress needs to do something. So I would imagine you, you're going to see some rapid movement towards coming up with legislation. But as we know, just because you have a law does not stop people from committing that crime. However, hold on. But you got to start somewhere. There is hope. There are companies right now, and you know this, <clears throat> developing software to detect this. So we'll have that on our phones. You know what I mean? We'll have it on our phone. But, Marty, I, I've been in cyber for a long time. And one of the things that I've said for the last 20 years, cyber and cybersecurity is the ultimate rock, paper, scissors game. Right. So nice, every nice. time there is something that comes along that looks like it's a solution, somebody finds a way around it. It's what human beings do. So, yes, you may see something that comes up and says there's a content warning, but I can promise you the next day there will be some type of rock, paper, scissors to that end. You said something that's an oxymoron, too. Rapid movement or development when it comes to the government, thats they're going to be behind by the time they do anything. Well, I would say – We've been behind for, for 10 years. AI isn't new. We've seen this coming. It's just been it's accelerated. I think I talked to you before about uh, NIST, which is a pretty good outfit. It's the government's, you know, one of our big labs uh, coming up with some type of an AI. You know, the government will always say things like, well, we're going to put a task force on it. Sometimes it works out, sometimes not. But it never, no matter what happens in terms of a regulatory body or an enforcement body, think about general enforcement. The cops show up, metaphorically speaking, after the bank has been robbed. Okay. So in other words, when you're looking at images that are out there, so it is so difficult. You can block whoever, but I can promise you there is an underground web that finds a way to circulate these things in a way that avoids detection. 
We're going to see fake Trump stuff and fake Biden stuff this entire election, are we not? Well, not only that, we're going to see it. And again, one of the things that I've said about, especially about AI that's so troubling, is that it presents multiple versions of the truth. And so one of the things that we really need to worry about, it's not just the fake political stuff. Think about it in other contexts right now we're not thinking about. We convict police officers right now for things that we see on this thing called a body cam. So think about being able to alter that information. Oh think about the value oh my. of things. Things Exactly. Think about the value of things like a ring doorbell. Oh, wow. Think about if we back up a few years, wow. all of these people who talked about that plane, and I was working that day, wow. that plane did not go into the Pentagon during 9-11. So think about overlaying this technology on the last three scenarios, wow. and it really is frightening especially against the backdrop of not being able to distinguish it from the truth. And the thing is, if you are already leaning towards believing something and you see this, then you are probably going to support what you see. Now, there's something else that is starting to happen. You are starting to see, uh, oftentimes politicians, you will see others do this. When something happens, remember, there will now be multiple versions of the truth. When something happens, it's what I'm going to refer to as a liar's dividend. They're going to be able to say, wasn't me. Oh. So you will see more of that. It's amazing. And on that note. Wow. Ron Lake, my man. Ron, thank you. Hey, guys, strap in and stay stay tuned. Woo! (laughs) Here we go, Ron Layton. Wow. On the Big K Morning Show. Coming up, over the weekend, Marty, you discovered that Pennsylvania is first in a category. Fat dogs. (laughs) Of all the states in the union, apparently we have the most overweight dogs in America per capita in the state of Pennsylvania. Why is that? So we're going to talk to uh, Paul Anthony, one of our hometown heroes who's an outstanding dog trainer. That Ron stuff is scary as hell. Oh, you know, you you try to get your arms around it. So he's been aware of this for a long time, this artificial intelligence. But I think it's only in the past really six months or so that the general population has seen more and more stories about it. I know 60 Minutes did a couple of pieces on it. It's really eye-opening. And it's like the Internet at first where it has the power to do great things and it has the power to do destructive and evil things. And we see that with, he talked about as soon as you figure out a block, say, some kind of malware and the people that are behind this figure out a way around it. And it goes back and forth and and you ask the same question is, okay, what can I do about it for myself? Right. And hopefully they have the ability to develop software. But what's going to happen to some degree, especially in this presidential year, election year, uh, is there's going to be a lot of additional fake stuff put out there, both sides, from somebody, somewhere. So you have to be your own, you have to be very scrutinizing 
of anything you see or read. And what's also happening, Marty, is the traditional journalism values of checking resources and putting out facts, in many cases, is just by the wind. What he just said, right? Man. You just, especially younger people who haven't experienced what journalism is or used to be, and it's certainly been, the lines have been blurred for a long time, but now somebody sees something on the internet and they think it's the truth. And now when you see, well, I saw it with my own eyes, it was him or her, or they did this, or they said this. You don't know. You no longer know. Yeah. It's also amazing, by the way, and fascinating, too. Yeah, so there are upsides to this technology as well. For instance, if you are a doctor, a physician, and you input all of what you're seeing from a patient with tests, and then you're not relying on that 100%, but it adds a value to a physician, for instance, for diagnosis purposes. Right. That could be game-changing in some cases. Building a building, you put all, all the architectural plans in. I mean, all of it, wide open, crazy stuff, amazing so, stuff. So how do you utilize it in a good way? And then you got, you know, people who are doing or figuring out ways to cheat other people all the time. And that's kind and of an age-old on thing. a personal level, I know you don't care because she's a big star. But Taylor Swift is a human being. And to imagine that this is out there now. Right? Right. Computer-generated pictures of her naked and perverts. Or searching them. I don't care how famous you are. Like that, that would mess anyone up. Thank you. Like, thank you. I, th- I think to some levels it's a form of sexual assault. Like, same. It has to be. Same. Cyber sexual assault. A sexual that's, assault that's, because a, it's like that's her body or that's her face and they're, you know. And there, that, that is an excellent way to frame that. Uh, and because she's famous and I know people say, well, she makes a lot of money and I get all that. But, if you think that life is not without its drawbacks, you're wrong. Right. Because now she's so famous. She's literally one of those people that can do nothing that isn't under scrutiny by somebody somewhere. So, and now on top of it, people can create scenarios with her and she has nothing to do with it. And it's not her. But yeah, there's a portion of people out there that think it is. That's... That's got to mess with your head. Yeah, th- yeah. There's going to be a lot of therapy involved in this for sure. Yeah, I don't. It, you know, it's a, it's this AI stuff is a whole new world. We talked last week about teachers uh, being concerned when Christine was here. She had that story, Marty, about kids getting a paper written in ten seconds. So schools now have to figure out a way to deal with that. How do you know? New study reveals that Pennsylvania is the fat dog wow. capital of America. Man. This from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Man. Why would that be? You see this? The average dog is 18 pounds overweight. 18 pounds. So That's a lot there. Percentage-wise, that is huge, literally. Wow. Uh, joining us, one of our hometown heroes. He's a legendary 
dog trainer, Paul Anthony, and his wife, Annette, who is a canine fitness and nutritionist. Hey, guys, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Annette, jump in here. What's up with this? Are you surprised by this? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I am surprised. I was surprised to see that we were the number one state, but um, the statistics and the studies that, you know, show that, you know, pet parents, you know, they just over over treat, over feed their fur babies. Under exercise. Under exercise, yeah. And Marty, even you've admitted that sometimes you feed a little Rosie from the table. She's small, though. Uh, she's not <laughs> overweight, but she's a puppy. They're active. Well, that's when that started. Everybody watched a video of Marty feeding the dog a quesadilla, and that's when it exploded. <laughs> now, that's funny. Uh, so, meanwhile, from a practical standpoint, right. even myself, we have a dog that's a golden retriever, is overweight. Dr. Mike's told us, you know, you got to cut back. And uh, so, from a practical standpoint, Annette, what do you do? Well, you have to, I mean, first of all, the main reason why dogs are overweight is because of overfeeding. Um, so you have to watch, you know, feeding table scraps, you know, um, over-treating, um, feeding too much, free-feeding. Um, some people just free-feed and let the dog, you know, eat whenever it wants. You have to watch what you're giving the dog, and you have to, you know, be conscious of how much exercise are they getting. Are they getting enough exercise? Um, are, you, are you just taking your dog out for a walk? That's sometimes not enough, depending on the dog, the breed, you know, is it overweight? People think, um, I get a lot of people that say, well, my dog goes out in the backyard. We have a fenced in yard and it gets to run around all day. So that's not really exercise. That's, that's different. So you want to be conscious of what you're feeding your dog. Is it getting exercise? Are you taking it out for, you know, multiple you know, walks a day, or are you doing different things, throwing the ball, um, stuff like that to keep the dog active. Yeah, Marty. <clears throat> how do you know your dog's overweight? That sounds stupid, but how would you even know? Normally, if you can uh, look at your dog and you can see a um, nice, like, index where the rib cages into the uh, groin area, oh. Um, oh. you probably have a... A, a decent, your dog's probably at a decent weight. That's what you want to see. You want to probably see just a hint of that last rib, rib in the rib cage. Um, if you can't see that and they look a little like, you know, fluffy right there, then you're probably, you're probably a little overweight. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Mike, our veterinarian friend who we have on every Thursday, I noticed he had charts in his uh, clinic and it shows yes. that in that, that exact, you know, if you're looking down at the dog, it's supposed to have almost like a hourglass look to the dog from right. that from that angle. And very few dogs uh, maybe look like that, but I'm surprised. Pennsylvania, why are they picking on us? <laughs> right, yeah. You know, you know what? I, I wanted yeah. to ask you, this is important. Why do we care? Who cares? Why is this important? Well, this is really important because, I mean, obviously we all love our dogs, we love our, you know, our fur babies. Um, This can cause, like, a lot of problems for them and, you know, health problems, diabetes, orthopedic, like arthritic issues, joint problems, respiratory, and even some cancers. Wow. Um, And honestly, overweight dogs, their lifespan is shortened by, like, 2.5 years. Whoa. Which their lifespans are already relatively short, right? Wow. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you never see it. Like you go out in the wild and stuff, there, there's no fat wolves, so there's no reason to overfeed our, our puppies. <laughs> I love so. that, actually. And and let's be honest, that dogs in many cases, they don't know what it means to be full. They'll eat as much as they can, as often as they can. Right. That's a great point, man. That brings up a good point. Like, know the difference between is your dog just a beggar or is he really hungry? Nice. Don't feel bad and fall for those puppy eyes. Yeah, so when Paul looks at you, Annette, with those puppy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> How you guys doing? We're doing excellent. We're doing excellent. Thank you very much. Well, we appreciate the work you both do. Love you and, both. Uh, it's amazing you. stuff. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Somebody's got to take Marty, you guys. Marty for a walk. Yep. <laughs> no more viral videos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Peace. Thank you. Have a great day. Paul Anthony and his wife, Annette. Uh, Paul's uh, outstanding dog trainer and one of our hometown heroes. And Annette is a canine fitness and nutrition expert. Wow, 2.5 years off the dog's life. Wow. That's significant. It's and especially when dogs, you know, depending on the breed, you could have a dog seven, eight years, 12. Sure, 13. sure. I mean, that, wow. So you you take two and a half years off a dog's life because they're overweight. That is a significant impact. And I was shocked like you were. 16 pounds on average, overweight dogs. That's a lot. Yeah. Pick it up. Is. It's a lot, man. Next time you're in a grocery store, pick up something that weighs 15 pounds. Nice, nice point. Walk up and down the aisle and nice put point. it back down. You'll nice see. point. Coming up, 10 until 2, it's Paul Zeiss, then 2 to 6. Rick Dayton on your way home. Meanwhile, Marty, we talked about schools and basically banning phones in schools. A lot of different schools have different policies. But in the state of Virginia, they want to make it law. Scrolling through social media during class. It distracts them from learning. Well, that's why Republican State Senator Bill Stanley says he's pushing for a bill that would explicitly tell local school boards across Virginia that they have the power to ban phones during regular school hours. Why don't we as a state say you are permitted to adopt a policy which can ban that phone? It has bipartisan support. Democratic State Senator Skylar Van Valkenburg. I would say really in the last year or two the problem has truly accelerated. The bill passed in the Senate 36 to 3 and will now be considered by the House of Delegates. So, I thought schools were already allowed to ban They are here phones. now. They do it now. Yeah. yeah. Why, why wouldn't you be able to? Right on. I don't know. Because it's very effective, by the way. Yeah. I, I, if you don't have the phone and you can't go down, you know, that rabbit hole of scrolling through videos or texting or... Or orchestrating fights. Like they were doing at Brashear. And yeah. that wonderful principal said, to hell with that. No more. I love it. Meanwhile. I love it. Su- Super Bowl is set. You watch both games? Loved it. I love football, though. I'm very, uh, it's very exciting to me. It's fun. Those are great games. A lot of drama involved. So it's Kansas City going, what? Fourth time in five years. It's amazing. Super Bowl. It's amazing. So in the 2020 plus, they've, you know, at the end of the last decade, and then this, they've become the New England Patriots. They're in there every year. A lot of people maybe wanted to see Baltimore and Detroit, but it's going to be same old, same old Kansas City and 
49ers. I wonder if the networks were happy to have Mahomes in the Kansas oh, yeah. City Chiefs oh, yeah. with the whole drama oh, that yeah. it brings. Because you know. So that's two weeks from yesterday. Doesn't it make you think when you watch these other quarterbacks how far behind we are, how far away we are from success as the Steelers? I do. Because those guys, whoo, amazing. Well, you know, it's an interesting little tidbit. Baltimore had the best record in the NFL. They did. Steelers beat them twice, and I, I understand the last game they didn't play a bunch of their stars. But still, how extraordinary that is, especially when we're talking about how sometimes fractional the margin is between winning and losing. You're right again. We somehow have their number. Four, is it four times in a row or five, brother? We beat oh, we beat – yeah, we yeah. we got their number. They True. They were hoping that they wouldn't have to play the Steelers had they beaten uh, Buffalo. But as they proved it, it didn't matter. Anyway, so stand by. Paul Zeiss coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.